just thank all of you um, for, for your giving and support to the, to the church, to the community, the missions that we, that we uh, support and reach out to. And as, again, the box is as you exit the sanctuary. We have the carnations right next to it for the mom. Uh, your tithes and offerings can go in there. And those of you that give online, we appreciate it. Those of you that watch online, we appreciate you. And if you need specific prayer, I just want to encourage you, contact the ministry here, and we will get it to our prayer teams, our care ministries, and we will pray for you. Amen. If you need a visit, we'd be glad to, to come see you. Amen. All right. If you have your Bibles with you this morning, turn with me to the Gospel of John. I love the Gospel of John. Amen. There's just so much profound revelation in the Gospel of John. And <clears throat> where we're going to begin this morning is a very familiar passage. You know, it's, it's something that we all learn when we're in Sunday school. It's something our parents, probably one of the verse, first verses we learn, our parents teach us, and that really impact our lives. And, <clears throat> and yet, I believe it's one of the most profound revelations of the nature, the character, and intentions of the Lord for us. It's, it, it's summed up in these few verses beautifully. In John chapter 3 and beginning in verse 13, he says, No one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven. In case we don't know who that is, he said, Nobody's ascended to heaven, but he that came down from heaven. That is the Son of Man who is in heaven. Amen. I mean, think about that. He's saying, listen, no one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, talking about the incarnation, Jesus, who was at the right hand of the Father, made himself of no reputation, took upon himself the form of a servant, was born of woman, amen, to reveal the heart, the nature, and character of God to those of us that walk the planet, amen? He said, so nobody... No one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is the Son of Man who is in heaven. Now, this was before he was crucified. This was before he was resurrected. This is John 3, amen? This is the, in the timetable here, this was before he died. What is he saying? That Jesus lived an ascended life. That's what, he said when he, that's what he meant when he said, my Father and I are one. I only do the things I see the Father do. I only speak the things I hear the Father speak. They were, they were so intertwined, they were so one, that Jesus could make this radical statement that he descended and ascended, and that's where he lives while he functions here in the earth. Amen? And really, what he set in motion is a pattern that he wants for us. He wants us, you've heard me say it before, he wants us to live from heaven to earth, just like he did. I mean, that will change our perspective on life. Amen? Now listen to verse 14. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness... Even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. How many of you remember when Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness? Do you ever read about that in the Old Testament? Why? It was because of judgment. Amen? The, the children of Israel had rebelled. 
and, and serpents attacked them. And they began to bite them, and many of them began to die. They were snake bit and began to die. And Moses began to intercede, and he cried out, Lord, what do we do? And he said, make a brazen serpent, put it on a pole, and lift it up. It was prophetic of Jesus being lifted up on the cross as provision. Amen? He said, put it on a pole, lift it up, and anyone that looks at that will live. Didn't say they wouldn't get bit. But he said they would live. Amen? Redemptive, redemption in part. That was what was, was prophetically decreed and declared through that situation. And this is what Jesus was referring to here. He goes, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you the reality, the fulfillment of why Moses had to do that. That there's a new redeemer. Amen? That's about to be lifted up. Amen. And if you look at him, you put your trust in him and his atoning work, his sacrifice on the cross, the shedding of his blood, his death, his burial, his resurrection, and you look at him and you trust him, then you will live. Amen. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Amen. Look someone, I read a book one time, I think it was where I read this, it said, if you look, you live, and then you need to live looking. Amen. We, we encounter him, and our lives are transformed. The Holy Spirit comes in, amen, and reveals Jesus to us, and we surrender to him, and we trust him, and then we need to keep our eyes on him throughout our walk. Amen. It's not a one-time thing. And then in verse 15, he says, But whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Whoever believes. That word believe means to have faith in or upon or with respect to a person or a thing. Credit. By implication, to entrust one's spiritual well-being to Christ. To entrust. To trust. In other words, put all your eggs in that basket. Amen. Of Jesus. It's also translated believe, commit, to trust, a put trust with, and trust in. Amen. He said, Whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world, amen, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Amen? Why did Jesus come? Why did the Father send us heaven's best, send his son? Because of love. Because of love. Now, The Lord, the Lord's speaking to me right now that, 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 that there's some people here that need to know that you're loved. Not based on how you live, not based on your actions, not even based on choices that you made, not based on whether you're saved or not this morning. God loves you. That's who he is. He, he, he has salvation for you. He wants you to encounter the power of that love. But God so loved the world that while we were yet sinners... He died for us. That when we were without hope, 
he came and he died for us. It wasn't because we were so cool. It wasn't because we were so broken and, and just, just running after him and crying out to him. No, most of us, when we encountered the Lord, we, weren't, we needed him desperately, but we weren't really looking for him. Amen. Somebody prayed us on in and God drew us and revealed himself to us because of his great grace and his mercy. And he gave us the faith to respond. Amen. It was like God saying. And here we see the heart of God expressed in a verse like, it's, it's as clear as it can get. God so loved you and I. God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten son. Think about it. Those of you that have kids. Gave his only begotten son. Why? That whoever believes in him, that trusts in him, that, that, that fully relies on him, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen. Everlasting life, we tend to project off into eternity, but he's talking about the second we encounter him. The second we surrender to him, the second we believe we have stepped into eternal life, it begins right then. Jesus said the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly right now, right here, right now. Yes, it carries on through eternity. We're going to see the benefits of God. Amen. We're going to see some tremendous language this morning that, that God... Uh, uh, uses to describe his heart for us and his passion for us. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever trusts in him, believes in him, would not perish but encounter life right now that will carry them right through eternity. Amen? Same resurrection life and power that raised Christ from the dead. Now listen. Listen. We need to hear this, verse 17 again. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. Do you believe that this morning? How are you living this morning? Are you living under condemnation? Are the things that are playing through your mind constantly what isn't and not what is in God? We heard about, we heard sung about shame and how deadly shame is. Amen. Condemnation brings shame. Condemnation, what it does is it, it, it separates us. It, 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 that, that shame and that condemnation is intended to separate us from our source of life that Jesus came to be. He said, listen, I didn't come to condemn the world. If you're feeling condemned this morning, that's not God. Convicted can be God. Amen. Condemnation's not of God. He didn't send his son in the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He come to bring about his redemptive purposes through the power of his love and through his amazing grace and to include us, adopt us in his family, to give us an inheritance and to make us children of God. Amen? Ephesians chapter 1. I really think you could probably spend until Jesus comes preaching and teaching on Ephesians 1 and 2. It's, it's an amazing 
book with tremendous truth and revelation. Ephesians 1, beginning in verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I mean, we could spend the rest of the service right there. Who has blessed us with what? Every. Everybody say every. Spiritual blessing. Not limited to earth, amen, but in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I mean, can you wrap your mind around that? God says, I love you so much that I sent my only son. He came and he died for you to restore you in right relationship with me. Amen. So that we can have that intimate relationship. He said, and I through him have blessed you with every single spiritual blessing that exists in the universe in heavenly places. Bless you. In other words, it's not limited to what he can do here. It's not limited to what we can see and perceive in the natural. He said, I've blessed you with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. In other words, the only limitation on those spiritual blessings would be in Christ, and he has no limitations. Amen? Do you, do you know that this morning? Repeat with me this morning. I have been blessed. I have been blessed. I like that. Say it again. I have been blessed with every spiritual blessing. Not some, not a few. Every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. Amen. Every spiritual blessing. Ones that you've encountered, one that you've experienced, ones that you will today, and ones that you'll encounter in the future as we grow in Him. With every spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Just as He chose us, everybody say, I've been chosen. I've been chosen. I want to get this in our spirit. We, we tend to think that God's out there and he's always mad at us and somehow we've got we've to grovel to get near him and, and, and to come near him. No, we need to repent from our sin, but as soon as we do, amen, we're embraced. And before we do, he still loves us. And before we do, he still draws us. God's not mad at us this morning, amen? I want, I want us to understand, but pastor, you don't know what I thought last night. You don't know what I dreamed last night. You don't know what I said to so-and-so. You don't know what I did to... It, it, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to focus on that. I don't need to know. I want you to know God's heart for you this morning. God's heart for you. His grace is greater. His mercy, amen, his compassion and his love will supersede anything that you've ever done or could ever do. We just need to look to him. You've been chosen just as he chose us in him when? Before the foundations of the world. Do you know you were chosen and loved and predestined Amen. And got design and purpose before the foundations of the world. 
Don't ever let the devil say you don't have any value. Isn't that what it said? He chose us in him before the foundations of the world that we should be holy without blame before him in love. That's your destiny as we follow him. But I can't do that. You're right. And the sooner we know that and confess it and surrender to him, the quicker we'll get there. Amen? It's Christ in us, the hope of glory. We can't do this in our own strength, in our own power. Amen. We've been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. We've been chosen before the worlds were created. We have the scriptures and we've used them, you know, about Jeremiah while he was, he was ordained a prophet from birth, from his mother's womb. Paul said, from my mother's womb I was ordained. Amen. They, 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 their faith reached back to, to the conception that God had a purpose and God had a plan for their life. But here in Ephesians, Paul presents another whole supernatural aspect of the foreknowledge of God, of the predestination of God. Amen. He says, you and I have been chosen before one thing was created in the world. He had a plan of redemption. The Bible says Jesus was crucified before the foundations of the world. God wasn't going to be outdone if man fell, if man sinned. No, there was a provision, there was a way back that was made before anything was ever created. Don't, don't, don't try to make sense of this with your natural mind. Amen. Ask God to open up your heart and your spirits right now to begin to receive this truth. These, these are tremendous kingdom truths that will revolutionize a life, that will show you how valuable you really are, how God is really for you, how God wants you free, how every single blessing that's contained even in the heavenlies, which supersedes anything here in the earth, is yours. In Christ Jesus. Chosen before the foundations of the world. Verse 5. Having predestined us to the adoption of sons by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure. Say good pleasure. I know I'm having you say a lot this morning. But I want to get this in your spirit. Say good pleasure. pleasure. Of his will. Amen. This is, this is God's heart for us this morning. Amen. Having predestined, foreordained, before we were even a twinkle in our parents' eye. Amen. He said he predestined us to the adoption of sons. He predestined us to be a part of the family of God, to be a child of God. Predestined. Amen. To be adopted as sons by Jesus Christ to himself. Amen. According to the good pleasure of his will. Man, listen to this language. God so loved that he gave us heaven's best. God is, has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Amen. We've been preordained, foreordained, chosen before the foundations of the world. Man, you, you just can't wrap your mind around that. We need God to show us the depth of his love and his passion and his heart for us and, and what he has for us. Amen? He says, to the praise of the glory of his grace. Here we go. 
In other words, all this is happening to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. You ever felt rejected? I mean, it's real. People didn't understand you. People misunderstood you. Well, I want you to know this morning that to the praise of the glory of his grace, he's made you accepted in the beloved. You're accepted. You're not rejected. You're not turned away. You're not misunderstood. You know, when I first went into the ministry, you know, I, I just thought I would hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant, if, if everyone was happy and got along and, and uh, you know, we had unity in the church and we're all just running after God and, and worship. You know, I had this, this utopia in my mind. And quickly I realized that just don't happen. And what I did, see, one and one in my mind was two, so I'm not a good pastor because my identity was in what people thought. If they, if they liked the message and said, man, that really ministered to me, I thought you were only talking to me today and all that, then I'd say, well, praise God, I'm going to hear, well done, though, good and faithful, sir. I ministered to somebody today, and, and it was good, amen? But when I didn't hear that, There was a problem in my heart because my identity was what people thought, not in whether I'm pleasing an audience of one. And God will rock your world <laughs> to, to funnel you to that place where it's all about him. Amen? It's a, it, it's a good rocking. Amen? It's a, he'll, he'll, he'll rock your world because, because he is preeminent. And by him all things consist. And because all spiritual blessings in heavenly places comes from him. They don't come from anyone else. And do we make mistakes? Absolutely. And the sooner we realize that and acknowledge that, we'll have more grace for other people. Amen. The old proverbial point the finger and blame shifting and throwing somebody else under the bus doesn't really free us up. You know, if you make a mistake, here's, here's some... Holy Ghost-filled, godly, profound counsel. Own it and repent. Amen? Two words you got to remember. Own it and repent and then be restored. Amen. And God's life and vitality will, will lift you up. In him, verse 7, we have redemption through his blood. That's what we're celebrating today. In him. Everything's in him. You read Ephesians, you'll see in him about 15 times in the first two verses. I mean, first two chapters. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the what? Listen to this language. The riches of his grace. Amen. That's real riches. Right there, by the way. It isn't how much you own. It's how much he owns you. You know... Real freedom isn't what we can get away with and not get caught. 
Real freedom only comes from absolute surrender to the Lord. It's not walking the tightrope of good and evil and trying to just be at least good enough if I can, if I can just not fall off and sit here and, and stay on this side of the line and make it to heaven. That's not, that's not life. Amen? No, it isn't, it isn't what we can get away with. Absolute surrender and, and humbling ourselves before God and making him preeminent it's the way to the ultimate expression and reality of freedom in a life. Never will you be more free than you can be when you're totally surrendered. And it's all about Him. In Him, we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches, I love that language, of His grace which he made abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence. Listen to this. The riches of his grace, which he made what? Abound. God doesn't skimp. Amen? God God says, I'm going to give you just enough grace to get by today. I'm going to bless you with just enough spiritual blessings for you to hang on. This is how we interpret God many times. Amen, I'm being a little bit facetious here, but this is, what we, this is what we think, that somehow God is holding back, holding back, holding back, and, and, and trying to keep us so absolutely dependent on him that, that, that we, we, we need to somehow earn the favor of God. No. He says, I've already blessed you with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You stay in Christ, you've got every blessing you could ever want. He said, the riches of his grace. Amen. He talks about abounding uh, toward us in all wisdom and, and prudence. Riches, abounding, every. we got an extravagant God. Amen. Who loves us extravagantly. Amen? And he wants us to encounter the power of that love, and he wants us to put that on display to others. You know the world needs to know what real love is? Not the Hollywood version. Amen? There's a difference between agape love and the Hollywood version. It's not touchy-feely. It's not sex. It's not getting our own way. Amen? God's love is unconditional. God's love takes us right where we are, dusts us off, puts us on our feet, says, you're my child, you're my son. I've adopted you in my family. I've got a plan for your life. I've got a destiny. I've got a purpose. And it, was, and it began before the foundations of the world. You trust me, and in my sacrifice, and my atonement, and you will be well on your way to my destiny and my purpose for your life that will bring glory to my name. I love verse 9. Having made known to us the mystery. <laughs> mystery in the scripture is a, is a truth that was hidden that's now been revealed. Do you know Jesus He's the reveal of mysteries, of truth? Things that have been shut up in the Old Testament, prophetically declared and not understood, Jesus began to bring light to them, began to reveal them 
Amen. Do you know you're alive today because God speaks? I'm alive today because God speaks. Man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Do you know the creation exists because God speaks? You know, we, we're enjoying sunshine today because God spoke the sun into existence. We enjoy, we enjoy the stars and the moon at night because God spoke them into existence. No wonder man doesn't live by bread alone, but every word. God's word is creative. He speaks and it is. Amen? Life, the Bible says of itself, he says, the, the, the word gives life. It's life-giving, whether it be rhema, whether it be logos, whether it be revelation that's quickened from the logos, from the written word, it doesn't matter. They both give life. Do you know health and life are tied together with the word, with the presence of God? Read Proverbs and underline every time the, the Bible refers to health and healing and deliverance, amen, through the word. Through obeying God's word. I'm doing that right now. I go through, I try to go through it once a year, and I I I let the Lord emphasize different things to me in there. It's just tremendous when you begin to see and add this up and realize God's heart for us. Having made known to us the mystery of his will according to his what? Good pleasure which he purposed in himself. Now that he couldn't do in anybody else. He goes, I don't want you to be confused. Somebody else's goodwill for you versus my goodwill for you. <laughs> Having made known the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure. Notice he says good pleasure. Good pleasure which he has purposed in himself. Amen. God, because he could swear by no other for by himself. Amen. There's no higher reference point there. That in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven, which are on the earth, in him. Everything is in Christ. Heaven and earth. It's all in him. He's literally, the Bible says in Colossians, by him all things consist. In the Greek, that literally means he's the glue or the concrete or the substance that holds every, everything together, every cell in your body, every molecule in your body that holds, keeps the universe from exploding apart. Amen. That, 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 that keeps us sane and keeps us uh, uh, in, in, in a right mind towards him. He is by him all things consist. Amen? It says, in him, verse 11, we have also obtained an inheritance. Not only have we been adopted into the very family of God and we're the sons and daughters of the living God, but we've got an inheritance. When he died, when he went to the cross, we're going to celebrate, amen, an inheritance was released to you and I to his family. We become joint heirs, the Bible says, with Jesus. What's that mean? That everything he is, everything that he has becomes available to us. We have obtained an inheritance, listen to this, being predestined, there it is again, according to the purpose of him 
who works all things according to the counsel of his will. Notice he didn't include us in it. This was brilliant by God. Amen. Now, now, this is all God for you and I. He didn't ask us. He didn't ask friends, enemies, whatever. How, how, how should we treat them? What should we include in their blessing? What should we? Aren't you glad? I can think of some friends that would have done me pretty ugly. Amen. I don't know why I call them friends. <laughs> but see, he, he didn't leave that to anybody else. In him, you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, verse 13, the gospel of your salvation, in whom having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee, he's the down payment, of everything else that's to come, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. In other words, we have the down payment, we have an inheritance that we're to encounter right here in this life of kingdom reality, spiritual truth, spiritual life, spiritual vitality, but it, it really it doesn't even begin to scratch the surface of what we'll encounter all eternity. I love in Ephesians 2. I'm going to skip some of this for those that are projecting this on the, on the screen here. Yeah, we're going to start in verse 4. Ephesians 2, 4. But God who is what? Rich. There it is. Rich in mercy. Remember the riches of his grace? He's also pretty wealthy in mercy. Amen? If you really want wealth, look to God. Riches of grace, riches of mercy, Holy Spirit. I mean, whatever you need. Blessed with all spiritual blessings. Who was rich in mercy because of his what? Great love wherewith he loved us. Do you know you get the mercy of God not just because we're wicked. We get the mercy of God because of the great love that he loves us with. That's good news, by the way, in case you're wondering. It isn't something you can earn. It isn't something you can deserve. It isn't something, well, if I say so many prayers or I, if I fast for so many days or if I don't take my nose out of the Bible for a week, then I'm going to position myself for blessing. No, some of that will position you for blessing, but that doesn't get you the blessing. Amen. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love, there, riches, great, abounding, Listen to this language that he lavishes on us here this morning. Because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, listen to this, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved, even when we were dead in our sins, didn't know who he was. He made us alive together in Christ as we responded to him and his love and his overtures and, the, and responded to his sacrifice. Amen. Now look at verse 7. I love this verse. 
God had given me fresh revelation on, on, on this particular verse. It says, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches. Everybody say exceeding riches. Of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Now, I understand what the grace, you know, the, the grace of God, we, we've got a limited understanding, but it's, it's really the, 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 the divine favor of God, amen? God gives us favor when the undeserved favor, when we don't deserve it. God's grace reaches down and offers us salvation when there's nothing really to recommend us to him. Okay, that's grace. It's the, it's the unmerited, undeserved favor of God. But you know, there's another aspect to grace that a lot of people don't know. It's the divine enabling. It's the empowering to do what we can't do in our own strength or power. So grace is the unmerited favor of God when we don't deserve it. God just chooses to lavish on us with, the, with his amazing love, with his amazing grace, with his great mercy, amen, with his abounding mercy on us. He, he just chooses to anyway, and he says, he says, and it's by grace, the unmerited, undeserved favor, and the divine empowering to do what you can't do to get victory in your life and to... To, to avail yourself of all the spiritual blessings that God has established for you. Grace will reach out and get them by faith. They'll, it will open it up to you. It will reveal it to you. It will, the grace will empower you to begin to walk in the reality of that truth. Things that we can't do in and of ourselves. Now listen to this. That in the ages to come, now he's, he's talking way past this life. That in the ages to come, or all eternity, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace. Do you know when we'll get done with the revelation of grace and the empowering and the favor of God? Never. Throughout all eternity, a hundred billion years from now, he'll still be revealing his grace. Amen. <laughs> Hundreds and hundreds of billions of years from now. He says throughout all ages. We, we need an understanding of grace. Amen. We, we got such a narrow view. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches. In other words, it's going to take all eternity for us to begin to scratch the surface of what this amazing grace is. Amen? In the ages to come, he might show forth the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Does it sound like God's mad at you? I mean, do you think he might love you? Do you think he might have a plan for your life? Amen? Do you think, you think he might have made the tools available for us to lay hold of some of this and, and, and for it to become a reality in our experience, from our, our theology to become a reality, from, from the truth that we know to get from here down to here, down to here? Amen? The things of the kingdom start, start, start within and begin to work their way out. In case we haven't figured it out yet, Romans 8, 31 and 32. 
What shall we say to these things? If God is for us, what? God's, God's what? He's for us? Do you know that this morning, God's for you? I know I'm being a little facetious. I'm trying to emphasize some of this stuff because the, the Lord is, is showing me that there's some people here that are locked in to certain mindsets and certain lies have been received. And when a lie is received, it's empowered. And when that lie is empowered, it keeps us from the truth. Amen? A lie will have the same effect on us as, it, as the truth if it's believed. And he says, if you continue in my word, you'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Every lie can be overcome by the power of the truth. Amen. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He says, the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the bringing down of strongholds and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, taking into captivity every thought, every imagination, every empowered lie that we've received that says we don't measure up, that God could never love me, that I could never taste this grace that he's talking about, that God really isn't for me, that I, I just have to keep struggling in these areas of my life. That's just who I am. It's just how I'm made. I hope I can survive, amen, until Jesus comes. No, 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 no. He says, listen, you take those thoughts captive. You bring them down. You bring them into obedience of the Lord Jesus Christ, the truth of God's word, the promises of God that are yea and amen, his nature, his character. We haven't read one thing this morning that says God's out to get us. He's trying to save us. He's trying to fill us with his presence. He's trying, to, he's trying to release and activate the predestined purpose and design of our lives. Amen. This is, this is through his shed blood. This is through the cross. This is why he came. If God is for you, who can be against you? He's for you this morning. No lie, no demon, no flesh, no person. can overcome because God's for you. He who did not spare his own son. Now think about that. God so loved. He so loved you and I. He gave us his son. He who did not spare his own son but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things. Boy, it sounds like he's mad at us, don't it? <laughs> he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him, with Jesus, also freely give us all things? What things? 
all, th- all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, the riches of his grace, the abounding mercy, the, the, the power of his love, his predestined purpose for our life. Amen. He said, listen, if he, if he didn't withhold his own son, he didn't, he didn't spare him, but he delivered him up for us all to bring about God's redemptive purposes and restore us into intimate relationship with himself. If he was willing to do that, to give us heaven's best, why would he withhold any good thing from us. You following this logic here? Second Peter 1, 2 and 4, what is it that we get? Second Peter 1 and verse 2, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and our Lord Jesus Christ. How many of you want grace and peace multiplied to you? I, I love, I'd love that. Amen. Lord, just multiply your grace. I know it's abounding. Multiply it. Help me to get a hold of it. Help me to, help me to wrap my spirit around it. Amen. Multiply your pay, peace. Multiply your grace. Amen. How, how is that multiplied in our lives? Through the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's through relationship. Everything that we get in God, it's rooted and grounded and flows from his sacrifice, from the atonement, and it's released through faith and intimate relationship with God. It becomes ours. It's not a formula. It's not memorizing and quoting scriptures. Those are good, that's good to do. But if that scripture never leads to a relationship where you have a first-hand encounter with the one who wrote the scripture, we're going to miss out. Knowledge without encounter leads to form. That's what the Pharisees had. They knew the scriptures like nobody else in their day, and yet they, they, they fulfilled the very scriptures they knew by crucifying him. They never really encountered the God of the scripture. So, so under, having head knowledge and, 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 and acknowledging truth and acknowledging scripture, but not letting it penetrate our lives and bring about the change that God desires to do through his grace and mercy, amen, it just, it, it will have religious form, we'll go through religious motions, but we'll never really encounter that truth. Verse 2, verse 3, I mean, as his divine power has given us all things, whose divine power? What, what have we done yet to get any of this? Yielding to his abounding grace, saying yes, Lord, to his abounding mercy, recognizing and understanding the power of his sacrifice and his redemptive plan in his heart, saying yes to the predestined uh, uh, design and, and purpose of our lives. All God's saying is, listen, just cooperate with my plan. I've got it, I've got it, I've got it, I've, I've got you back, I've got it covered. You'll get there if you just keep trusting me. As his divine power has given to us all things. There it is again. Listen to that language. Given to us what? Not a few things, not to just get through Sunday. Amen? Who's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. How? Through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. 
Amen. It's through that revelation. It's through that knowledge of him. Amen. That we have his divine power operating in us, giving us all things that pertain to life and godliness. That about sums it up, folks. What else do we need? Amen, but life, and life more abundantly, and, and that righteousness, and that godly, out of those Christ-like character in our life being evident, amen, according to his divine power, he's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which we have been given, has been given to us exceeding great, now oh, he's slipping on his language, isn't he? which has been given to us exceeding great, precious promises that through these you may be partakers, here it is right here, of the divine nature having escaped corruption that is in the world through lust. In other words, that through the, the, all the supernatural provision, drawing, adopting, brought into the family of God, encountering the exceeding grace, the, his abundance of mercy, and his love, and all the things that he's, he's made available, being blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, being predestined before the foundation of the world. He said, it's all to bring you to a place where you encounter and are part partakers of the very divine nature of God and become an expression of his heart and his nature in the earth. Partakers of the divine nature of God. We're never going to be God. Don't misunderstand me. I don't want you to think, well, the pastor's just gone off the deep end. He's a heretic. He says we're divine. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying through the sacrifice of Jesus, he's made a way, amen, for us to come into his presence and encounter him with such life and vitality and such transformation of our lives that we are partakers of his very nature and that we can give expression of that nature wherever we go. Amen? You got room for one more scripture? You all right? Huh? I just want to make sure you're all right. I, it's not a, it's not a long not a long scripture. I don't know how long I'll talk about it, but the scripture isn't very long. Amen. I'm just being honest. No, I'm, I'm winding down. This is the last scripture. You, you got room for one more? Amen. I mean, I just love this. Man, God is just lavishing His intentions and His heart for us this morning, as He demonstrated with His love. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest of all by the blood of Jesus. You know what that means? You and I have been invited to the very throne room of God. And we have access to that throne room because of the blood of Jesus. The veil was rent when he was crucified. The Bible talks about the veil of his flesh. Amen. And in other words, through his sacrifice and the shedding of his blood, the door was opened, the invitation was sent for us to come into the very throne room of God and know the heart of God, to have the most intimate relationship with God that's possible. That's how powerful his blood is. That's how powerful his forgiveness is. That's how powerful his abounding grace is. That's how powerful the riches of his mercy and the riches of his grace is. 
There's a divine invitation going out to you and I this morning. Come on in. The gospel in one word is come. All you that are labor and of heavy laden, you sick of form, sick of religion. That's what he's referring to. All you that are, la- that are, that are, that are uh, labor and heavy laden, he said, come to me. Learn of me. Amen. He says, I'll give you rest. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he has consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh. And having a high priest over the house of God. Do you know you're the house of God this morning? Amen? I, I can show you in the scripture, in Corinthians, I can, I can show you. We are the house of God. We're the dwelling place of God. We're, we're God's preference, temple, tabernacle, where he wants to dwell now, in you and in me. Amen? And we have a high priest over that house of God. His name's Jesus. He says, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance. Is that language again. <laughs> Let's draw near with a true heart, a full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed by pure water, the washing of the water of the word. Amen? You know, when you're born again and you're saved, your sins are dealt with. Your transgressions are forgiven. Amen? As far as the east is from the west, they've been removed from you. Amen, but we're continually, our walk is continually cleansed by the washing of the water of the word. As we stay in the word, it keeps us current, it keeps us pure, amen? We'll never be judged on our past sins and our transgressions, but by continuing being washed by the water of the word, amen? You remember when Jesus was washing the disciples' feet. And Peter said, listen, you can't wash my feet. He knew who Jesus was. He was the Christ, the son of the living God. He had that revelation. He said, no, no, no. Jesus, because he knew where he came from and he knew where he was going. Amen. He had no identity crisis. He knew where he came from. He knew where he was going. He laid aside his garments. He grabbed a towel and began to wash his disciples' feet. This was the last act of service that Jesus did before he was crucified. And he was doing it for a purpose. They were clamoring who was going to be the greatest. God says, I'll show you how to be the greatest. Amen. You wash each other's feet. The the biggest servant will be the greatest in my kingdom. And because he knew where he came from, because he knew where he was going, he laid aside his garment and he began to wash their feet. And Peter said, no, don't, don't, don't wash my feet. He, he felt embarrassed by that. And, and, and we should. He's the master. He's the king of kings and Lord of lords. What business does he have washing our feet? And he said, Peter, if you don't let me wash your feet, you have no part in me. He said, you're clean through my word but you got to keep your walk clean. <laughs> you got to abide in me. You got to stay in me. Amen. You got to keep being immersed in my truth. And Peter said, well, th- what brought that response is Peter said, then wash my whole body. Peter was radical that way. I, I like him. Man, the guy was either all in or all out. Amen. He goes, well, they don't just wash my feet. Wash all of me. He goes, no, you're already clean. He goes, I just got... He said, you're already clean. I just, I just got to keep your walk pure. I got to show you how to live a servant's heart. 
how to give expression to my heart. To, to, your life is not about you. It's about me and it's about everybody else. Esteem others higher than yourself. And you'll have joy. You'll have peace. You know, if we're not worried about ourselves all the time, you know how much more peace we'd have? <laughs> Just saying. Let us draw near with true hearts of full assurance of faith. Drawing near. The way has been made for us to have an intimate relationship with God. Having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed by pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. Notice he didn't say we were faithful. He said, no, you just hold on. <laughs> you just hold on to that confession of your hope. You hold on to the confession of your hope. Why? And you can because the one who promised is faithful. The one who promised can deliver. The one who said, I've blessed you with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places can make sure that you get them. The one who says, I've given you all things that pertain to life and godliness can make sure that you are a partaker of that divine nature. What do we do? Stay connected to the vine. Keep our eyes on him. Amen? Amen. If you have your communion with you this morning, I'm going to ask Pastor Pete to come. We're going to close in commun having communion together. You know, and he... Paul said in Corinthians, you know, as often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. You say, well, what is it I'm supposed to remember? Everything that I've just talked about for the last 45 minutes. Do you want me to run through it again? <laughs> Amen. I'm not going to do that. Don't worry. It's Mother's Day. You've got to go celebrate. Amen. I, I, won't, I won't do that to you. But, but I hope you caught a glimpse this morning of the heart of God for you, of his plan, of his purpose. You, you know, with, with, in the kingdom, God levels the playing field. Everybody comes by grace through faith. It's not of works lest any man should boast. It isn't certain offices get certain blessings. and certain, No. Everything that we, we obtain from God is by grace and faith. The Bible says something really radical. He says, he says in Ephesians 2, I think I skipped over it, but it says we're saved by grace through faith, right? Not of works, lest any man should boast. Then I think it's in Colossians. He says, as you have received Christ, how do we receive him? By grace through faith. Not of works. It's by believing. It's, it's, it's the grace of God that he's deposited in our lives, activates faith, and we believe. Amen? He said, as you have received Christ by grace through faith then walk out the rest of your life the same way. As you have received him, walk ye in it. 
Everything that you realize and encounter in Christ is by grace through faith. It's not works. You say, well, how do I enter into that grace and faith that, remember, without faith, we talked about last week, it's impossible to please him. You want to please the heart of God, you've got to have faith. Not works, faith. Surrender. God, not my will, but your will be done. God, I'm laying it all down. I, I need you to be preeminent. You laid it all down for me so that I could live. Now help me to lay it all down for you so that your life can come forth from mine. Amen? I know, I know some of this is a, it's a little hard, but it's true. I'd be doing you a horrible disservice if I didn't tell you the truth. Amen? I just, I, I look out over, over you guys this morning, and I just see so much potential. I am overwhelmed right now with, with, with a love of God for you. I mean, just what he has for you. Some of you are believing for your children. Some of you are believing for your family. And God's going to open up doors and bring restoration and bring them into the kingdom. Some of you have been, been under condemnation as hard as you try to shed it. Today's your day. When we take communion, amen, and you're trusting in the shed blood of Jesus and his sacrifice, condemnation is going to lift. You're going to encounter the abundance of his grace. Some of you have been locked into lifestyles, and it's torn you apart because in your heart of hearts, you know what you're doing isn't, isn't, isn't right. Do you know everything that I've said this morning is God trying to bring us to life and encountering the blessing of the Lord? Just let it go this morning. Take a step of faith and say, God, I don't understand it. I might not even feel like it, but I'm going your way. Some of you have some deep hurts and rejection, and you're having trouble trusting. And it's affecting how you perceive the truth. God's not like anybody else. When God promises you something, he delivers. The promises of God are yea and amen. Amen? Some of you need a healing touch this morning. By his stripes, you've been healed. God anticipated every single thing that you've ever gone through or will go through. And he made provision for it in his sacrifice. Amen? It might catch us by surprise. might catch us off guard. But if God's destiny and purpose for us was before the foundations of the world, do you think it caught him off guard? Do you think maybe the devil slipped a mickey on God and got one in that God didn't know about? It don't happen. 
You say, well, if, if God loved me, why would I have to go through it? Because he loved you. Why did he have to go through this? Because he loved us. Because he wants to deposit something in our lives. He wants growth. He wants development. He wants us depending on him. He wants us to know him intimately. Amen. He wants us to become partakers of the very divine nature of God. And that means we've got to grow up and we've got to go through some things. But he won't waste them. People have asked me, have you ever prayed for somebody and they got healed? And I said, yes. They said, you ever pray for somebody they didn't get healed? I said, yes. And they said, well, why? I said, I don't know. I don't do the healing. And I've tried to figure it all out. And I've tried to come up with formulas that work every time. Now I just get honest. I don't have a clue. I just leave that with God. Amen? Now, if God gives us a word and God speaks... That's different. Until I'm just going to pray for everybody that needs prayer. Amen? Sometimes you get that word, sometimes you don't. Don't mean you don't pray. But we've got to leave the results with him. Let's stand together this morning. Let's, let's dig into these communion packets. It's like mining for gold here. Amen. Debbie just showed me an easier way to get in. I never knew that. I'm pretty slow on this stuff. I'm the one that when you get your kids' toys, you throw away the directions, and then you go looking for them later. You know, I don't know if that's a guy thing or just me. But I've never been able to successfully throw them away and not retrieve them. I mean, this looks easy, don't it? Amen. I guess it wasn't easy for Jesus. We can work a little bit to get into the... Everybody ready? Everybody got the... I, I was stalling for you. I, I cheated. I opened mine before the service. Debbie caught me. She goes, you know, if you just break, bend that tab down, it comes off easy. I said, oh, really? I'm, she sees me reefing on it. One of these days, I'm going to get baptized in this. But everything that I talked about today, all the, the, the spiritual blessings in heavenly places, all, all the access that we have to the abundance of grace and his mercy and his love is because of his sacrifice. That opened the door and created an avenue by grace through faith to the very throne room and heart of God he's for us amen and so he's told us to do this continually in remembrance of he doesn't want us to ever forget the power of the atoning work of Calvary on the cross and what that means to us so Paul said, what I received from the Lord, that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. 
do this in remembrance of me. Lord Jesus, we thank you for loving us like no other. Lord, you said greater love has no man than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends. God, you called us friends. You led the way by example. Your body was broken so that we might live. Man doesn't live by bread alone, but by the life that flows from your word because of your body that was broken. So God, we celebrate you this morning. We do this in remembrance of you. And with grateful hearts, we thank you. And we praise you for your goodness, for your great mercy and grace. In the same night, same manner, he also took the cup of the new covenant in my blood. He said, this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. We proclaim his death. We proclaim his love. We proclaim his sacrifice until he comes. Father, we thank you that you loved us enough that you did not withhold heaven's best, your only son. And God, because you didn't withhold him, you said through him you would freely give us all things. All spiritual blessings in heavenly places, all things that pertain to life and godliness. God, all the peace, all the joy, all the love, all the aspects of your nature, of the fruit of your spirit, the giftings of your spirit are available to us because of your great love. We thank you this morning that by your stripes we're healed. We thank you that the chastisement of our peace fell upon you and now we can have peace. We thank you that you were wounded for our transgressions and you poured out your blood for our forgiveness so that we could be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. God, there is no God like you. We love you, we praise you, we give you glory and honor this morning. And right now, I just want to, before we close, if there's anyone here that's, that's battling something physically, emotionally, 
or spiritually, amen, if, you, if, you, if, you've, if you've still got a struggle, I just want to pray for you in closing, amen? If you're physically battling something, just put your hand on that place right now. And let's believe the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just come to you in the mighty name of Jesus. God, we break the power of the enemy over the lives that are in this place. Those that are watching online, we, Satan, we command you to take your hands off right now in the name of Jesus. All influence, all empowered lies, we command to be reversed and to cease. And we release and activate the truth in the hearts and the lives and the minds of your people. Father, every physical infirmity, God, all emotional attacks, God, any bipolar, any autistic challenges, Lord God. God, we come against it in the name of Jesus. We speak life and vitality, chemical balance, balance in the genes, and the chemical makeup of those that are struggling. And Father, we ask for the release of your abounding grace upon this congregation, God, and those that are watching online to enter in and encounter the supernatural provision that you have made available through your death, your burial, and your resurrection. If there's anyone here this morning that doesn't know you, that's never given their life to you, that isn't doesn't know what it means to have their sins forgiven or to, or, or to trust you with their life. Father, I ask that you draw them with cords of love this morning. Anyone watching online, God, that you would draw them, that they would, that they would encounter you. Lord, that this message would somehow become personal and embraced and that they would, God, that they would encounter you in the power of your love and surrender to you and know the joy of sins forgiven and being restored to right relationship with you and having their, their, their destiny, Lord God, their design released and activated in their lives. We pray in Jesus' name. We love you, Lord. We give you glory and honor in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. We're going to close worshiping the Lord. And uh, if any of you have a testimony as a result of the prayer, don't be afraid to share it. Amen. Next week or whatever. Just that releases faith for other people in the same areas that may be battling. Amen. Let's worship Him together.